2: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball, basketball podcast. podcast I am your host Freddie
1: Revis and who sir are you I am the producer Matt Duncan and I'm having a blast here with all the buttons and the sound and music Fred how are you doing I am having a great time. I have a quick question
2: for you. You held up a dealer poker (laughs) uh, thing during our intro. um, For those uh, watching on YouTube, I'm just curious. What is that? Uh, Is it a joke that I should understand? (laughs)
1: Uh, You know what? It was a spur of the moment thing. Don't know why I uh, I caught my eye during your intro. And uh, I've actually just been, you know, uh, I've been using it in a way to, uh, fix my exercise bike. Uh, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You never so would have thought, no, no, this
2: isn't a casino dealer thing. Yeah. There's no, no, okay. no, I'm
1: not like now working at, uh, you know, the, the, the exhibition, uh, casino that they have in the summer. Have you ever been there? Uh, I haven't, but I have. when the c and CNE is back, it's real I'm weird. Going with you. <laughs> oh, please. It's super weird and super packed. So, yeah, once this is all over, I'm sure uh, that barn will be roaring again.
2: Hey, man, last time I was at the X was with you and I bought a bunch of socks. They're so tight, they cut off my circulation on my ankles. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't buy socks at the X, folks. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, we got a really, really good pod today. Yeah. Ian Gordon's back. You love Ian Gordon. Uh, Hilarious. uh, Derek Deonna Rain's back. Yes. Um, You know, he's uh, working on a bunch of CBC shows. We we talk about uh, Trent Jr. We talk about Pascal, the new bigs, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which teams uh, need a uh, rebrand, perhaps. Yes. And, uh, of course, you know, stock NBA question. We talk about the NBA's worst contract. Uh, It's always a fun one. Um, But Matt, you know, uh, before we get going on the pod and uh, for people tuning in or for people who listen regularly, thank you very much. How can they help us out? Where can they find us? You know, how can they go the extra mile if they want to?
1: Check out our website, dunkspodcast.com. You can always go there. That could be the start of your hero journey to help us out. Or go to sonarnetwork.com. That is our podcast network. And we've got lots of great podcasts there. If you do go to the website, click the and more button. That's my favorite kind of button. The birthday song, my favorite lyric, and many more. So click that and (laughs) more. button and and you're gonna find us you're gonna find a whole slew of podcasts there that you can listen to and then on our Twitter and our Instagram we've got these link trees set up I've been planting these things I water it we've got links you can click on for the for the the patreon if you want to support us there if you want to listen to podcasts on the day we record that's gonna happen too and uh, you know as well as a tuke you know Ian Gordon he has one of our tukes he displays it through the entire episode today so check that out yeah if you want to check out our youtube we do uh, post the video on our youtube so you can watch it there if you if you just need to see someone if you're stuck at home during this weird time and you just want to see us in our (laughs) we'll wave (laughs) smiling faces we hope you're well sometimes you just need us there to fill up the room you know so you know power to you but as always please uh subscribe on your favorite podcatcher please if you can for a quick second give us a rating and a review uh thank you to those who have we really appreciate it and that is all i have to say and many more (laughs) wow okay i'm glad you went back to (laughs) that anymore
2: because you knew i was going to bring it up yeah it was it was a special moment um Matt, you're a pro. I don't know what to say. You're my Matty D. You you cover all the loose ends and you introduce some weird ends. Uh, So, you know, whether it's someone's ears falling off because of of not having our toque or breaking into a a deep baritone uh, (laughs) and many more. I I appreciate it. You're a pro. I'm lucky to have you.
1: No problem. Uh, uh,
2: You know, last thing before we get into this. uh, Yeah. Sure. Most folks are reeling from the, uh, the horrible news, um, <clears throat> from, from the other night. Uh, so I will just say, um, justice for Dante Wright, uh, we'll learn more, but, um, stop Asian hate, black lives matter, call your city councilors, and defund the police folks. And with that, I do believe we are, uh, ready to go and, um, Get this pod going, uh, Maddie. If you feel like we're ready, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay, okay. Let's get going here on uh, a super fun pod. Um, I'm very excited to have these uh, these guests together. They they once did a podcast together uh, in person in in uh, in the real. The real world together um, a while ago. So uh, it feels like a while ago. And um, I don't know, let's bring him again. Let's bring him together virtually uh, right now. Uh, number one, he's uh, he's done the pod a bunch of times. Uh, I'm very excited to talk uh, about all the new big men with him because he's probably the best big man basketball player I know. Or at least, you know, he embodies it the most. Uh, he's a headphone master. Um, he's amazing. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ian Gordon. Thank you. Thank you.
3: How's it going, everybody? That's good. I do like that intro. It's
2: taking a long time, but it's growing on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know we always talk about how it's like a, that that would be used in torture and it <laughs> yeah. maybe it's a Stockholm syndrome like you're you're in Stockholm now. I think the fact that I've been under quarantine
3: for so long, we've all been under quarantine for so long. I think that that is lending to the fact that uh, techno bagpipes is kind of just like rolling off. <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, that's it. That's the best you got. Come, you know, come kill me. You know?
2: <laughs> I'm ready. You're like, you know what? That's better than the sound of time slowly passing. Right? It is. Um, That's a you know, sad on, sound. on that like fun existential <laughs> note, <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, I, uh, I met him through uh, Dwayne Watson, uh, AKA Sweets. Uh, he works for CBC. He's a writer, he's hilarious. He's a sneakerhead. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Derek De Ray.
0: Hey, what's up guys? What it do baby? What it do? How are you? Uh, I'm good man. I'm good.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, I'm, I'm very, very excited to, to have you. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a minute. I, I'm excited to have you both back. Like, I don't know. Do you guys remember each other? Or is that that, like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Remember. How could
0: I forget, you know, when people thought my name was Kevin? Oh, that's right.
2: No. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, this was a classic uh, Freddie butchered intro, but as you can see, like I slowly get better over time. So, you know what? Uh, I wish I wish I could say you're the only one, but there's there's many more victims out there from from me just getting a brain block, stutter happy. But hey, here we are. Uh, Raptors are stuttering. Uh, How's that for a transition, right? Let's um yeah let's move right to Raptors talk. Maddie, good sir. Please give me your most delicious raptor's sting.
1: Raptors, raptors.
2: You gotta let Matt do his audio, right? Well, um, let's uh, let's go to you first, uh, Derek, and. Um, I mean, yeah, I can read through his kind of like basic stats, but before I do that, you know, I'll see where we're all coming from. But where where are you at with spicy pea? Like, what's the temperature take? Is it you know, has he been downgraded to a sriracha? You know what I mean? Like, is it still is it hell? Like for me, jalapeno is like yeah, okay, fine, and habanero
0: is really when it gets started. But yeah, I, I mean. I'm still high on Pascal. I, I mean, if we're talking like a hot one scale of ratio on hot sauces, mm-hmm. like he's not a Sriracha, but he's not like the bomb. Like I think he's somewhere right. in the middle right now, but for obviously like good reasons because of everything that's happened. Like I got, I got a lot of thoughts on Pascal right now and I'm, I, I'm high on him, but uh, I, I'll wait to hear what everybody else has to say before I explain myself further.
2: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see where, he, where Ian is. Um, I, you know, I feel like I got a Siakam t-shirt. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, I'm not uh, the driver of the bus, but I, I've been a big fan of Spicy for a long time. You know, I didn't question the the Max uh, contract, anything like that. I still generally like the contract. I think he's having uh, some issues closing but, uh, you know, also, I don't want to take all the points away. And, and I, want to, I want to open this up because I think in a frustrating season, your main guy, you know, even though it's also Kyle as well, becomes a lightning rod, and that's part of sports. So I don't want to be one of those fans that's, like, too defensive. Um, yeah, Ian, where, where are you at with Pascal? Are you, are you frustrated? Or are you? Um, yeah, he's a good player. Like,
3: he's, you look at someone like Pascal and you look at our team and kind of what we're trying to do, and he fits that kind of role that he's in is like we're always wondering is he you know sort of one a superstar player is he the unquestioned leader of a team i don't know i mean i don't think i don't know if he'll he'll be that person but he's a he's like the one a complementary player he's skilled he can he gets rebounds he can get get points he gets in the bucket he shoots it at a pretty good percentage the one thing, though, is if I'm looking at, like, if you look at his numbers from this year to last, they didn't really regress immensely. He's got some, some bits down, some bits up. It's mostly the three-point shooting. That's, that's the factor that I, there's two things that I was looking for, for with Pascal. And now this might be system-based and it might be, you know, other players getting injured and in the slow start, et cetera. It's been a weird year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to to fairly judge him as an individual player when the team has been sort of going through so much <clears> yeah. in different well, ways. Well um, but the two pieces that I wanted him to improve on, he 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 didn't. So I was looking for maybe you know a bit more three point shooting. He's down in mm-hmm. three point shooting. You know, if you're going, if you're shooting at two three pointers a game, then you're your three point threat as far as the opposing team is concerned. And if you get that up to two and a half, three-pointers a game, three three-pointers a game, then you're one of the sort of guys that people look for, for for three-point threats, especially big men. You know, you'd be top, probably top 10 big men in the league, top five big men in the league, three-point shooting-wise, if you hit that many. Mm-hmm. But if you go the opposite way, then I'm kind of, I'm looking at it, I'm and again, I'm not saying that he's been shooting worse, maybe it's. I think it's hard to to say that it's. You know, I hate to to be the, this pundit who's like places blame on someone's shoulders or something. I don't think that's fair. But the fact that it did go, take, Gordon. Over the here. fact that it did go down is a problem. That's a problem because if you're, you're an opposing defense and you're scheming against him, then you look at him and you say, "Well, we don't need to worry about three And then mm-hmm. t- if you take that out of his game then he doesn't become one-dimensional, but he certainly becomes more predictable in what you think he's going to do. He's going to drive dish, he's going to attack the hole. Like, you know, it, it hurts him a lot. Um, and I think I would love for him to shoot a better percentage. Like, if he could get over 50% from the floor, it would be huge. Like, that that's such a big thing that a lot of people don't look at. But if, man, if he... But, and again, that might have that speaks to the threes going down like man if he if he was hitting if he was hitting either two three-pointers a game and 50% plus from the floor that's great but he's hitting two and a half three-pointers a game and shooting over 50% from the floor then we're talking like that's amazing but at the same time I don't you know like you said I don't I'm still okay with the contract like we're going to talk about contracts and stuff later so but if you look at his you say okay I, 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 I can come to terms with this you know
2: yeah, I think, you know, you brought, you brought up a lot of good stuff and, and come to terms with it is, is, is a good take because in a year of development where I think people are looking for all sorts of different things, you know, some fans are like panicking and like, you know, it's just all they can think about is a season. They want it to be over and they want to think about the draft. And then there's some fans that they, they, they you know, there's the Lowry-Masai thing. Or the fans who are who are kind of like, why won't this team go on like a fifteen game winning streak? And it's tough because there's there's so much nuance here. And you know, I, I think I think you dealt with that pretty well. Um, just before I go back to you for a bit more on uh, Siakam, Derek, um, I just wanted to yeah to tell the listeners just what we're talking about here. So into the season so far, um, Pascal is shooting twenty, uh, basically twenty eight percent from three which is pretty bad. Uh, And last year he was shooting or he finished at uh, 30, basically 36%. Uh, So, and and, and like kind of to your point, Ian last year, he was 2.2 makes this year. He's 1.2. And and that's just a huge difference with how the defense guards you. Um, And then also I think Siakam is one of those guys where, where confidence is big and we're seeing what happens when you're the number one. It's like, you know, you bring in a new move. Cool. You'll get scouted. So it's like, you have to keep developing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Pascal will, that's where my confidence comes from. I think he's just the type of person that won't stop developing, but also these late game situations are kind of like, it's almost like you can only develop by playing them. So I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at. It's a little bit of a weird space, um, I hope we don't
0: take all the points away, Derek. No, 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 not it, not at all. Um, I, I think no, I think I think you're right on the on the money with that. Like for me, um, my biggest reason why I have confidence in him is because I just really believe in the guy as a person. Like I mean, more so than just him as a basketball player, like him as an individual, as a human being. I really believe in him. I believe in his story. I believe in his passion and his drive for the game and and, and the time that he puts in. Like, look, th- does he deserve to be critiqued when he messes up and you know makes a dumb mistake like double dribbling on a Mm -hmm. a too fast break in a two-point game yeah like yeah but there's levels to the slander like you can't like you can be respectfully disrespectful with your jokes without being like racist discriminatory or just like ill on the guy like there's levels right like and look that part's I, horrible I it, mean. it really is it really is and like unfortunately like the way that this stuff works with the court of public opinion like people are always going to kill him on twitter with the beyblade jokes and him spinning and how limited some of his skills are like ian was saying like where it becomes very predictable or mm-hmm. like how not clutch he's been during these like pandemic seasons and especially because like now he's getting paid 30 million a season right like when you're getting paid 2 million and like the expectations are low and you you surpass the bar of course they're going to be like yo this guy's great but when you're getting paid 30 million they're like mm, i'm gonna need to see a little bit more than like a spin right um seriously so i i, t- I totally i totally totally get all of that but i mean again you know anybody making that amount of money should rightfully be held accountable when they mess up for sure but the problem with like this like razor's edge of nba twitter and like people that just like react to shit on on social media is that everybody like wants to hate but then have their take be like hot too it's like they they want the Raptors to tank but then they get mad when Pascal does something bad that leads to a loss that then helps to the tank or like they want to you know to say that Kyle Lowry's washed but then other teams that are contenders are going to be clamoring for him but then they want to give us like a pizza pizza platter for him like it, 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 it makes <laughs> no wow balls, well right? said <laughs> like and then and pizza you know, pizza platter just just a pause for a <laughs> that's a wonderful that's a wonderful. Yeah, one. yeah you know shout, shout out to the girl that did miss sauce. um <laughs> but you know all of this to say is like at the end of the day like i i, I believe in him and i believe in pascal on his skill set because there's really not that many like long rangy forwards who can cover like a crazy amount of ground both defensively and offensively and have actually been battle tested. Like we've seen this guy. Yeah, he was like a number two, number three in the playoffs. But if you if you do it if you do it on the NBA Finals level, like that that to me you're proven like like you, when it matters the most you came through and yeah, did it <laughs> that's, that's, that's and one I of my colleagues run in, run. in the background talking <laughs> if you can hear that by the way it sounds um, like he still loves derozan yeah he still loves demar but you know De- demar went through this too right demar bricked a whole bunch of shots he did yeah. yeah off his foot in the clutch against milwaukee like kyle was shitting the bed like we we've seen all of this before and short of like Pascal developing like the yips or becoming like so unhealthy that his abilities just like fall off a cliff. Like I think the talk of his demise is like greatly exaggerated. Like you mean to tell me a guy who's picked up pieces of like DeMar DeRozan's work ethic, Kyle Lowry's leadership, Kawhi's like even keel attitude, and Masai's like tact is going to fail. Nah, I don't don't buy that. Like, especially after everything that this guy's been through, like Mm -hmm. you have an all-star season. It gets cut short because of the pandemic nobody knows what's really going on or what's going to happen don't touch a ball for months come back get dropped into florida in a bubble where it's essentially like a an nba prison that like yeah. is good and bad to to some degree mm-hmm. You got the backdrop of everything happening in america with george floyd and Breonna taylor and all the protests and racial inequity and inequality um, and police br- brutality you've got the mental health issues on top of that and he just is completely out of sync Eventually he has he comes out of it shortest offseason in NBA history season starts slow They dig their way out of a hole Then the coaches get hit with COVID. Then the players get hit with COVID. He comes on and says he's lost like 10 to 15 pounds. Fred's out here saying, I'm still trying to recover on the fly and like get my cardio and lungs back. And then you fall into another hole and now everybody's trying to bury them. Like this season is an anomaly. It's an aberration. Like I don't think this is what we're going to see next season. I don't think this is something that we're going to consistently see now, but I guarantee you it's going to build character and especially mental toughness. Like when the the clutch happens again for, Pascal in a year or two, he is going to hit those shots.
2: Oh man. That's like, okay. I I just need that like on loop and that will be like my positive recording. Like when I leave the house in the morning, Uh, (laughs) because like I do, I think that hardcore Raptors fans have this feeling and you, you know, you never know with sports, but it's just, especially with Pascal, it's almost like there's this like, you know, I, I think for, for, during this pandemic it's been rough for for so many people but my my friend carl you know he framed it so well he's he talks about how you know during covid there's like there's just extra blows for some people And, and pascal seems like one of those guys that's received extra blows and i think it's gonna feel extra good when he rises up and it just seems like he will so you know you know where fandom meets delusion you never know but i'm i'm for sure on the side of of pascal and just i'm gonna enjoy it so much but um you know the only thing you didn't bring up derek and this is the perfect transition for me but i think a huge huge part of pascal's struggle um and i know everyone's already slagged on this guy but is having to play with baines and i think Not having that big, you know, who can just push people around, take an extra foul, throw an elbow, you know, if not dunk, maybe get a close putback type thing. Boucher is doing all he can. Uh, But I, I, like many people, I decided he was a four like three years ago. And he's a great four, but he's a four. And, you know, we see that height's not everything when it comes to a five, right? Some of the best fives in NBA history – are shorter guys and they're just like huge and jacked. Um, but yeah, Derek, uh, let's, um, let's just go, I, you know, I, I, want your, your early thoughts on, um, Freddie G, you know, so let me just say happy to have another Freddie. we got a Freddie V. Now we got a Freddie G, uh, Freddie G and, um, Ken Birch, the Canadian boy. we got two Canadians.
0: So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like both of them. I think again, like, it, it, with Kim I'm I'm I think people are like getting a little bit too blown up proportion like oh he's this Canadian guy and he's gonna like really kill it like he's not a starting level big in the NBA and I'm mm-hmm. really glad that Nick Nurse came on and said like I'm, I think he could be a really good backup big because that's really ideally what I think his ceiling is is like a really good backup big really good rotation guy that could sometimes spot, step in as a starter but is not really going to be your main guy but mm-hmm. I think I'm excited for what he could bring because of the The fact that like the orlando situation wasn't really ideal for him like in in the same way that like when healthy the raptors have a glut of guards that like someone like malachi flynn is going to be stuck behind with like kyle and fred and at the time norman now gary Trent, it was the same thing with orlando right like orlando had like how many rotations oh yeah they had lucevich they had Obamba, was mac now wendell carter so it's like if you're playing behind all four of those guys and none of those guys can really shoot the three all that well, what sort of minutes are you expected to get? Like it's no wonder the guy never sniffed any real playing time behind all those other guys because you can't play any of them together on the court because they can't shoot. So of course he's going to be the odd man out. And to me, I think that's what I'm excited about is seeing what he could actually do with real minutes, with actual shooters surrounding him on the team with good coaching, with good management around him. No disrespect to Orlando and and Jeff Waltman those guys out there oh, okay um, i i'm sorry i was just gonna
2: say are we like when you're naming all those guys i'm like are we missing jeff weltman but you know n- no disrespect
0: I, to jeff weltman. yeah yeah. no like he you know he was solid this time at toronto but like again like i think it, it pays to have these guys in good situations who you play with absolutely determines how good you look right like i'll totally. make people that are not really great nba quality players look amazing right like i think about Bebe, for example. You know, I, I, he, unfortunately he retired and he's such an, a wonderful guy, but he's not really uh, an incredible NBA-level talent. He's really got good raw skills, good size, but Kyle made him look amazing. Kyle made him look like an incredible alley-oop threat like whenever he was on the court uh, because of how good Kyle is and how good of a leader in IQ he is. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that if Kyle is healthy and everything works out that we'll be able to see some of that with Kem and he can develop some of that chemistry with our guys. Um, and same thing with Freddie. I mean, I have little less expectations for Freddie because again he's on a 10 day he's a young guy didn't get drafted mm-hmm. uh, but but he's promising he seems a bit heavy-footed when he moves like I get worried that like he might trip and fall like how JV used to um mm-hmm. but but he's got good in- intangibles and like he he's he's got a good nose for the ball like he may not always get it but he's the effort's there for sure
2: Okay, let uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Ian, but let me just say quickly on on Freddie G. I think I kind of like that he's heavy footed. Like I just haven't seen it on our team in such a while. And like one of his first plays, he almost like injured Stanley Johnson. And there's a part of me I'm like, I think we need this. Like we need a guy that's like he's just everyone's like, man, I don't want to practice around Freddie G. Like he's like he's broken my fingers twice. Like I don't know, he's just he seems. Yeah, I, he's on a ten-day right, but he seems very strong and very big. Um, Ian, what's up? Um, well, to talk I mean, to me about these bigs. Here's
3: here's how you know that it's been a pandemic year when this is one of the categories. <laughs> very frankly. fair. And hey, I'm excited. I'm actually excited for Cam. And first of all, his name is Cam Mystery. Imagine his last name is History. Cam History. <laughs> I'm going okay, to no, leave the thank chat you. I'm yeah leave, leave, leave the, the chat. chat please you're done okay? um, no I, I don't know it's cool he, he's Canadian so that's neat but I mean he's 28 years old right so like, like Derek said his ceiling for sure is back up big and mm-hmm. he's he, he fits our team in his sort of body style playing style Six nine two thirty five, like big, big enough, but athletic enough, and he's a rebounder, and he's, you know, he's going to crash boards. But like, I'm excited to have him on the team. I think that he might be able to make our our team sort of next year going forward. Like that,
2: you know, he might. Yeah, I th- he, I think he might be like
3: a solid give kind of 15, like fifteen minutes a game. You know, fifteen mm-hmm. to eighteen minutes a game, possibly. Um, I don't know much about Freddie G. I like that he's a big guy because that's like me one time um, <laughs> when we, we used to have a good team in high school and then like a lot of guys got suspended or left. And so the team was kind of a wash. One so you, year, you had like, a badass order. team. We had a very good team. Then, the jailblazers. And then it went to shit. <laughs> and then, so the last year it was basically just me. And one time I had kind of phoned it in so much that I forgot my basketball shoes to a game Okay. So I like wore my Timberland t- boots to play. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Kend- Kendrick Perkins. Bro, I was killing it. I definitely got a double-double in those goddamn boots, Perkins style. And then, even though I don't haven't seen much of Freddie G playing, I think that I picture him in Timberland boots and it makes me smile. Like at yeah. least in practice. Maybe he can't play in boots like that And you know, a full NBA game, but maybe in practice, Nurse lets him throw on the big, maybe a big pair of Sorrells and kick somebody in the shins, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Why not? Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? Like, I think our team needs some of that. Like, even sure. some, of the, some of the screens he was setting, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a moving screen. Like, oh, yeah. And you go you, out there and, you you know, you sharpen your elbows before the game. You put,
3: put lemon juice on your elbows. Get in somebody's yeah. eye. Is that a thing, or is that I, just? A, I just made it up now. But is that like a could happen? <laughs> I mean, if you're elbowing somebody in the eye, you, you're doing enough damage without the lemon juice, probably. Like,
2: yeah, you don't need the lemon juice. Like, and also if you have if you have like a you know hardwood or floor burn, that might hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um But I uh, see. I'm thinking about people's elbows. But
3: uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about Kim. I'm happy that he's on the team. Uh, he's you know, it's. It's a part of our team that he, he you know, nine t- ninth man, tenth man, cool. But he could be a rock solid one. What if he comes in? If he he's one of these guys who averages, you know, five eighty from the field and gets you like seven and
2: like like eight or nine, like a Nurleens Noel or something like that. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, you know, even in that Knicks game, there was a part of me that was thinking, it's like, wait, wait what were we going to do against the Knicks? Like with watching like Randall and Uh, Taj Gibson and, and, and uh, yeah. And, and Nerlands Noel was like, man, they're like, they're bruisers. This team is like, I, I, you know, I think Tibbs has done a really good job kind of like looking at who Mm -hmm. he has kind of like Cause they don't play very complex New York, but it's like, they're very, very much playing within what I think they're capable of. Um. But, uh, yeah, Derek, let me um, – what was I going to go to you? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go to you first on this one. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is like – I just watched his open gym. You know, it's called Destiny, uh, which is, is, is fairly bold, but it seems to fit him. Like, he, he seems, like, more excited than the average player uh, to be a part of this team. He seems like he, he's got a lot of indication that he's going to be – you know, we signed. They're we part of our long-term plans. He's gotten his, you know, the plus-minus high, the game winner, uh, his own personal game high twice, uh, and uh, the most recent one was one bucket uh, higher than Norm's career high. Sorry, I gotta say it. I love Norm. I won't stop loving Norm, but just gotta say it. Um, yeah, what, this guy's breaking records. Like, so my question is,
0: what record does Gary Trent Jr. break next? I 1000% think he's going to break the three point record. Definitely. Like, like I think Daniel Marshall still holds it is it like 12. Yes. Yeah. Like he doesn't hold the league one, but that's no, like 12, not, not the, yeah, the, the Raptors one, not the league one, but I think the Raptors one, I think he's going to get that. Like, I don't think he's going to catch like Steph or Clay or any of this guy, but like, I definitely think he could get the Daniel Marshall 12 because like, yeah, like Kyle said it yesterday Like he shoots the ball Way better than Any of us thought He actually could Like I, I knew he could shoot But like and, and when the trade happened I was like That's a good trade Like he's a guy that like You know tries on defense is still young that like nick could instill some of that more defensive attitude into him but his his stroke is just as good as norm's and like he he can still get like he's not gonna be dunking like norm is but he can shoot the ball just as well um and if if the last week two weeks have been any indication of what we can expect from a 22 year old in like two three years with him and og developing yeah, I think he's going to get Daniel Marshall's uh, record for for most threes in a Raptors uniform for sure.
2: Um, I love it. Uh, if we all have the same answer, that's okay. By the way, Maddie, uh, I don't know if you want if you wanted to answer this one. Oh no, wait, sorry, I got you on an NBA question. Never mind. But if you if you want if you have an idea, uh, I don't want to mess you up with too many questions. But I'm going to go to Ian next, uh, mm. just because mine also was Daniel Marshall's uh, 12 threes because I'm just like. You know, a part of me was like, well, maybe that's actually Fred. But I think once this team, you know, once Fred's back, or whatever, <laughs> he'll be the guy that is expected to keep shooting threes. Like, I think if he has a game where he has 17 or 18 attempts, people will be like, nice. You know, whereas I think Fred will expect it to he'll be expected to get more people involved, et cetera. Um, Ian, what's uh, what's what, uh, what what record is Trend going to break next?
3: Well, I can tell you right now, it. That- he probably would have broken the, the scoring record if Durst had kept him in. when he got 44. Because the scoring record's what Freddie's 54, right?
2: Yeah, I was thinking that he was not that and far he had, off. He had 44 points,
3: and he he had 44 points on 17 from 19 from the field. So this guy had this guy had 44 points with, with 17 makes and 19 attempts. Like he was on fire. He, and he did that in less than three quarters of play. I think I don't think he played the fourth at all. Like, you know, obviously were killing them, but like, he if he can shoot the ball that way, and he's twenty two years old, and we signed him for say three four years. How long we have for now? I
2: don't know what his contract well, is. Well, he's he's on so a restricted contract. No, is it? yeah, he's on expiring, but it's a uh, so it's,
3: it's a restricted. So I'm excited to, about this guy for sure. The interesting thing about him is. He's clearly a gamer because he does get steals. He does get the off block. Like if you have somebody of his position, they either get those things blocks and steals or they don't. Right. Like they just don't like Tim Hardaway Jr. is a great shooter, but he, that's what he does. He doesn't, they don't expect him to do anything. I think this Raptors team is more like sort of, we all do our part. We all, mm-hmm. we all scrape the floor. Like, let's go. So I think he fits in with that vibe. Um, I didn't realize he was so young as well. Twenty-two versus Norm's twenty-seven. You'll take that any time if you're basically getting the same player. If you're getting twenty, if you're getting Norm-ish sort of numbers from a twenty-two-year-old, then you're going to take the twenty-two-year-old because odds are he's going to develop more, right? So if, if Gary is Trent can continue to develop on this team, and he gets the playing time, and you know he's twenty-five, twenty-six years old, and he shoots the ball the way he does that. He's just going to get hot one game I guess, against an opponent where the game is is sort of competitive and he doesn't have to sit. And he could score 55 points. Um, he's Yeah, totally. I also didn't realize that he was a Duke product. And if he's 22, that means he was probably riding, I don't know how much he played, but he might have been riding a lot of pine behind guys like Tatum, right? So he might have hmm. these Duke... I have to look it up, but he might even know when his Duke teams is so stacked that he kind of goes under the radar. And that's why you have another Messiah like rubbing his his fingers together because he, he's a bald guy. I didn't watch enough Gary Trent Jr. on Duke when he played for Duke. Because I, I was obviously watching it somebody else. It wasn't Carter Jr. on Duke 2. It was a Kentucky guy was a Duke guy, right? They had, they had Tatum, they had Carter Jr. They had a crazy team. They, that mm-hmm. Kentucky team had a crazy team, like four NBA starters or whatever, but it was that Duke was good that year too. And so he might have been sort of like behind you know, two or three positions. So you have somebody who wasn't all high school All-American, played for Duke, obviously heavily recruited, and he obviously has tremendous skill, and he's only 22 years
2: old, like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. high in him. I know that that wasn't the question, but I'm excited. Hey, to playing for us. The question is, are you high in Gary Trent I, Jr.? I and the answer is yes. yes you know, we all is. should
3: be. I did know. I I did answer the question though. Score? No, you did. Fifty-five. You did. No, he's gonna yeah. score fifty, freaking seven.
2: Fifty-seven. Wow. Isn't that insane? And it'll take like a buzzer for a sixty, but like you know, like it would yeah. just be like a joke. But it'll
3: be like you. You know, it'll be. It might not be next year. Might not be. But, man, what's wait till he plays in front of the crowd at the ACC. It's oh, going they're going to go wild. It's going to be like, OG's wearing short
2: shorts and Trent Jr.'s wearing short shorts.
3: You know, if I had legs, <laughs> if I had upper legs,
0: like, like OG had short shorts. Don't worry. You know. when, when things go back to normal, you'll probably see like a Gary Trent OG sighting at like an OVO Fest oh. one of these summers. Oh, for Can't sure. Worry, guys. It's going to be awesome. great. My God. I, do,
3: I do like our team's core, man. I'm, Me too. You know? This, um, team, this season is weird. Like, we're playing in Tampa. It's creepy. It's the Tampa Raptors. It's not the Toronto Raptors. You know, these guys also, these guys are aware of how amazing Toronto is. And they're also aware of how much they're getting short into the stick living in Tampa. Like, they're probably like, fuck, oh,
2: goddammit. Yeah, there's I wanna, definitely a want uh, party in Toronto. I know. There's definitely a bleak part of it. Like, I know some people are like, oh, they're enjoying the sun and that sort of thing, but it's like, it's not the same as like having all your stuff. Um, Maddie, uh-huh. what's up? Do you got a, got do you got an idea yeah. of a, the next record? Gary yes. Trent Jr. will break? Look,
1: he's not even I, in the, I, I threw this at you. Sorry. That's okay, but this is one that every game I watch, I'm always like, what's going on with the def- defensive box plus minus? And, uh, I think he's gonna beat. You know who number one is in Raptors history for defensive somebody box guess.
3: defensive box plus minus. Yeah, who do you think is it is, is? Somebody you would think
1: it's somebody Keyon Clark. <laughs> I was gonna That's say Keon Clark. Keon Clark is number five, actually. Oh, okay, I'm going. Let with... me say Marcus Camby. Uh, no, I'm going it's with someone you know? Yogi Stewart. <laughs> it's someone that has I don't know little South American flavor, maybe. Oh. stop it. Rafael Rujo? Garbosa? No, better not be, baby, baby. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's got three point three. That's what he's got. And Jamario Moon's number two with a, a 2.0. Yes. Uh... Honestly, shout out Jamario <laughs> Moon.
3: Love Jamario Moon. Um, Love the story of Jamario Moon. That I think he was playing for Detroit, or no? Was this Popeye Jones? I can't remember. It was one. It was, think it was Jamario. It was either Raptor with character. You know what I mean? Like, those two guys, they're similar to me in how they're so positive. And they're like, their energies and their spirits, right? But I think it was Jamario Moon. He found out that he Raptor, and he packed his stuff, and he drove to Toronto. He's like, oh, see you sick.
1: later. Right down the <laughs> QEW or the uh, 401. Yeah. That's <laughs> how you know Detroit is shit.
2: <laughs> that's pretty great. And, okay, just before we switch to NBA stuff, oh, I'm going to say – my, my favorite uh, or one of my favorite like driving to become a Raptor stories is when Jermaine O'Neal tried to cross the border with, I think, something like 18 to 20 vehicles that he didn't like, even register. And I don't know. It was so good. It was just like there was an interview. It's like, yeah, I tried to get all my like rides across the border. And they were like, they wanted some info and I didn't want to give any. And anyways, it was like it was one of those things where I'm like, this is insane. And I love this guy already. Um, big J.O. fan. Oh, but uh, man, I was yeah, excited when we got him. Let's uh, let's set up some NBA stuff. Um, Maddie, good sir, please give me your most Adam Silvery tugboaty NBA sting.
1: This is Adam, Adam Silver.
2: Silver classic. All right. Um, You know, this is like it's one of those kind of stocky questions that you can you could ask all the time because it's a it's a changing metric. Uh, But uh, it's always an interesting one to me because it kind of for me, it shows how you look at a player's value uh, and what you expect of them. Um, So let's uh, let's go to you first, uh, Ian. Who is who is the current worst contract holder in the NBA? (sighs) Well, I did some some sort of cursory research on this, uh, Mm -hmm. as you would,
3: and I was kind of looking at it, and there's a few that seem people seem to say the John Wall, Russell Westbrook contracts, and in fairness, though, I they're tons of money, they're you're paying them into their 30s, but these guys, in particular, John Wall, when he signed that contract. You don't expect the Achilles, uh, you know what I mean? You don't expect all the injuries. Totally. Yeah, he, he was prone before, but he, he was an amazing guard. I don't know if there was a time where he in his career where he was the best guard in the NBA, but I would say that there were a couple of years where he was top three. In particular, when he was absolutely on fire, going end-to-end with it, doing whatever the hell he wanted with it. Um, yep. But he just couldn't keep up, like, for whatever reason.
2: He, like, um, led the league in a uh, corner three assists. Yeah, when you, yeah. you pay that
3: money for somebody who you look at as your Steph, your Kyrie. You give mm-hmm. him that money because you think he, you've seen what he can do, right? Um, and he's a number one overall pick, blah, blah, blah. Same with Russ. Um, same kind of logic. But Tobias Harris, for me, sticks out. because Tobias Harris, nice one. I don't understand how this guy is getting paid, as much as he's getting paid, and it's going to haunt Philly because they have like four more years in this guy and he's, it's like, tops out at like 37, like third, like that's a lot of money for a guy who's, for $37 million you could be getting Russell Westbrook numbers. You know, you could be getting that guy, and then and then if you're Philly, you're like, well, fuck. We're, we have Tobias Harris for all oh, goddamn money, and we we do want to keep Simmons and Embiid, but you can't now. So that if you actually, the funny thing about that contract is, if you look at it, you're like, either Tobias is gone and they're gonna they're gonna take get, take a haircut, like because nobody's gonna give them fair value, mm-hmm. or somebody like Simmons is gone. That team, that contract alone, and they also have Horford. But like that team,
2: you're just no. They they, they got rid of Horford. Oh, you're they, right. Yeah, he's that's an right. OKC now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long year. That, that was that was like yeah. Well, Philly but once more. He got Tobias, sure he got busy, but the Tobias Harris contract is brutal. That's my answer. <laughs> that is a fantastic answer. That was like uh, that's kind of where my head is at too. Because um, we'll we'll see where you're at, Derek. But similarly, I think you know if you're a smallish market and you drop a super max on a guy that is extremely unlucky, like John wall, you know, I guess, yeah, if it, you know, it's fair for people to say that is the worst contract, but that's, that's not where my head is. Like I just kind of looking for a bit of a mistake as well. Um, yeah. So who's yours?
0: I well, yeah, You guys kind of mentioned him out the side. I have two that are in my head. I would say obviously Al Horford. I mean, Mm-hmm. because of his age, not because of the numbers that he's putting up. Cause even on a bad OKC team, he's still putting up like 15 and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not horrible, but he's not like the guy that he was with the Hawks. He's definitely not even the version that he was with the Celtics. Um, and I still don't understand why the heck Philly got him when they did. Um, so it's a bad contract because he's like 34 right now. That contract expires in like 20, 20, 20, 20 24. So you're going to have this guy till he's like 38. I mean, I would at that point I would probably just run the risk of having a Tobias Harris who could probably still shoot the three at thirty seventh, then Al Horford at thirty seven, thirty eight with like as a big guy. I don't know. Um, so I would say Al Horford, but my other pick, and technically I mean, his contract ends this season. It's a season expiring. Okay. But I still think it's a really, really bad contract. Otto Porter Junior. Mm -hmm.
2: Otto was a and that's like a bad decision Mm -hmm. like Washington that was their final move kind of like Tobias a little bit he has done nothing for them
0: no well he the thing is so so he i remember that i think it was like maybe 2016 or 2017 and and like he had like a bunch of offers and it was like between the wizards and the nets and then the nets were like we'll pay you like a hundred and something million and the wizards matched it so they they kept him at like 106 million for like four or five years and then like traded him away the next year to like the bulls and then it was like He's just been averaging, like, I don't know, like, five and two. Like, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, he was injured and stuff, but, like, that was just a bad contract for a guy. Shout out to Otto Porter's agent, man, because that guy. definitely.
2: Well, and that's also, like, that's – yeah, that's kind of the – I was talking about the small market thing with with John Wall, but it's even a better example for a guy like Otto because, you know, if you look at the Raptors trying to wrap up these kind of, like, really productive guys – Masai getting Fred for 22 and OG for 18 it's like Mm -hmm. how much that's gonna pay off is is just wild like that's yeah you know and and and, you know I know it's kind of an offense-based thing but I still we'll see but I feel like the Raptors will forever be lucky that uh, that New York and Phoenix and Detroit and these teams um, passed on Fred Um, yeah but uh, sorry, Ian, do, do you have one more thing? No, I was just okay. agreeing with you. Um, yeah, so mine is, I think you guys' answers are better, but I, I like mine. There's a bit of a different angle. Mine's Kevin Love. Um, oh, he's bad. So I kind of was thinking, you know, similarly, like, I look at a guy like Blake Griffin, and that was a bad contract or whatever. But again, it's that like signed by the Clippers, sent to Detroit. It's kind of like they needed to do it. The Kevin Love thing was sort of like in the wake of LeBron. And I think Kevin Love was like, Yeah, I'll max you guys out and then I'll just go where I want to go. It's totally LeBron's fault, that whole contract, for sure. Oh, <laughs> for sure. But like It's like, you
3: know, he's a totally a shine turd next to LeBron. You know, a total polished turd.
2: I mean, polished turd I think's a bit much. Sure. But also also <laughs> LeBron can polish him. I like, like Kevin Love. I know what I mean. Like I'm not, <laughs> poor guy. He's listening to his body. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Kevin. My no. Apologies.
3: He's devastated
2: from from that
3: comment. Yeah. Um, even he's I, not even the best Kevin in the NBA. That must hurt. And
2: Kevin's not even. A, you know what I mean? Oof, yeah. There's a couple of Kevin's now. Um, but you know, Yeah. Like the thing I was going to say with Kevin Love too, though, is that he even did the thing where he's like, "I'm going to be like a bad dude and work my way out of here." Like there was a. You know, the oh, gif yeah. of him, like, whipping balls at people. But, like, he didn't go far enough. So he's just still in Cleveland. Like, another trade deadline has come and gone. And it's, like, this guy's still there. And watching him play against the Raptors, I was like, what? What's going on? Like, because they have, like, other bigs they should, like, want to develop. And, and anyways, he's three more years. That's why That's why I was like, he's got to be – it's not the 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 money. It's not that high, but – you know, Anyways,
3: do you think that when he was going in to sign that contract, or like to negotiate it, he had like just a, on loop of him Ding up Steph Curry in the fi- game seven? Just be like, "This is what I am going to give you
2: every fucking game." You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's November like November versus Charlotte. This is fucking me. Okay, <laughs> he's like everyone who likes Kyrie shot over Steph. Watch well, this. Watch this. <laughs> you see me? Look at this. Look at this foot
3: shuffle. You know.
2: Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to Derek on this, and Matt. I want you to answer this question too, so please do come in. I'm in. Uh, I am looking for uh, a rebrand of an NBA franchise. Um, you can take that whatever way you want, but you know, hopefully, a, t- a team that needs a rebrand. So, tell me, tell me the current team, and then tell
0: me the the new version. Uh, yeah, I'll go to you first, Derek. Oh, like the new version of what I think it should look like? Yes. Okay. So my pick is the Dallas Mavericks okay Uh, i don't know what the hell that graffiti jersey is but it's trash it looks horrible like it just it looks like somebody googled what they thought graffiti should look like and then just slapped it on a jersey and was like let's put like some weird shade of blue on it and make it work um i think they they got like six different logos i can't tell which one is which Um, and 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 then even like their simple clean jerseys from like dirt the dirk era like i feel like this is Lucas' team. You gotta have something for Lucas' era, and I don't. I don't think a rebrand would be bad. Like they have a nice, yeah. they don't have to deviate too much from it. They got like some nice history with some you know classic throwbacks to you know during the Nash era and stuff like that. I I think they could they could do a rebrand. Kind of along the lines of like, you know, even what like Phoenix has done, um, you know, adding some some of the more colors and gradients, but like nice designs, not like the Miami Heat one where they just look like some weird Neapolitan Miami Vice ice cream jersey. Like, I don't <laughs> think that was good. Uh, but yeah, I think Dallas Mavericks, uh, you know, you've got a star player and in, 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 in emerging in the making with Luka. Uh, you've got good aesthetics. Uh, no state tax in Texas. You can afford it. I like
2: it. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I, I, do, do you think they should stick with the uh, with the Mavs, too? Like, is that like Maverick? You know, it's like, is that still, does yeah, that still I, mean
0: something or is that like up for debate, too? No, I th- I think they should still stick with it, Right. Because like Luca is essentially a gunslinger, <laughs> like yeah, even, sure though, he even though he, he's not a great three point shooter right now. And I, I still imagine that he's going to develop into like an MVP candidate over the next few years. Um, he's But got yeah, some time he's got he's got time he's got the, all the skills in the world he's got the swag and you know if if they make some moves and and you know move perzingis somewhere and get a another big star next to him they can make some real noise i like it
2: um ian what's up is there is there a team hmm. in need of a rebrand uh and w- whether it be a new name new colors new vibe i think i think so actually you know it's funny it's a good question because i think there's a lot there's,
3: there's more than one yeah I really yeah. like the Dallas answer because it's been a long time uh, since I've enjoyed their Jersey in any way. For sure. Yeah. Cause it's kind of just a type of blue or a type they're, of green. they in like, particular yeah. their championship Jersey where they beat the heat. That Jersey is really lame to me and they're still kind of going off that vibe. Um, but I also think something like the Orlando magic. Here, nice. Here's the thing. Their Jersey is, um, it's kind of like Phoenix and it's got that classic nineties throwback. Style and the colors, the blue and the black, really work. Um, but I, I mean, their name's the magic. Give me some. Give me a. Throw me a mus- uh, magician. You know what I mean. Give me a deck of cards, like whammo bammo in there. Like <laughs> the that. Orlando, in and of itself. Just give me like you're sawing somebody in half. Like anything, any kind of magic motif. For God's sake, why wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean. Like a wizard hat, bam. Although, oh, well, really get them. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another ones. one. Another one is I think the, the, the Clippers need to as well because they're always in the shadow of the Lakers as the Clippers. If you just did away with the Clippers entirely and came up with something different, the crocodiles, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> okay.
3: The manatees, rays. Hey, crocodiles would be sick. You could go all green, right? And that would counter the yellow. You could be like, Oh, you're the Lakers? Guess what's in the lake that kills, you know what I mean? A crocodile. <laughs> um,
2: they're I all like, green. I, I like that a lot. And sorry, I'm just getting excited because I, when you were doing that, I was like, oh, man, I realized there's a ton. But, yeah, there's so many. And, and for me, none of them are the pelicans. I like that they chose the bird. I'm I not kidding. Pel- I'm like, I like the should plant- play up on the pelican even more.
3: They should have their logo. They should have like uh, the philadelphia fanatic but a pelican with a huge thing and he like swallows you know what i mean he
2: swallows mm-hmm. stuff and that swallows <laughs> the ball dunks it bam right <laughs> um
1: okay matt do you matt i kn- yeah. know you got one. Oh yeah i got one put a little bit of thought into this uh i've never really liked the name i've never really liked their jerseys but my pick is the cleveland cavaliers mm. okay um, great answer. And, you know, I think that also because of LeBron, too, I feel like I feel like, you know, through LeBron's career, Cleveland has kind of, you know, they, he, he's definitely kind of uh, <laughs> had some kind of weird control over the team, even when he's left. And I think that, you know, as he's moving to the end of his career now, of course, he's going to come back and sign a one day and retire as a Cleveland Cavalier. That, of course, is going to happen. But They need to like prepare for the post LeBron era of the NBA. And yeah, like I'm even good with like dropping Cleveland from the name. If you do keep it, look, they're known, they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. Call them the Cleveland Rock. Get Drew Carey more involved because he loves to sing (coughs) Cleveland Rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're known as the Forest City. You could call them the Forest City Cleavers. Uh, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're like, I'm trying here, Gilbert. I'm trying.
1: Yeah, no, I just think that, yeah, the, like the, the, the sea on a, on a flag on the end of a, a sword, I'm just not digging whatever that thing is. And, uh, I think it's time, Cleveland, you need to move into that new era. That's my, pick. Uh,
2: I, I absolutely love it. Um, I don't have a really good name. Um, but I think Memphis is a classic, like Vancouver Grizzlies honestly makes perfect sense. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies is like, okay, you got a lot of music history there, but you also got some like more like kind of maybe, I don't know if it's not more special or more weird or whatever, but I think it's funny that there's like wrestling history there, so if they yeah. called them like you know whatever like the, uh, the Memphis Wrestlers is the only idea I could wow. come up with, which is why my <laughs> rebrands suck. <laughs> but the other one I have is, I think Sacramento's not fooling anybody. Uh, they're not Kings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, why don't they go full like um, you know Golden State Warriors? It's like, well, you're in San Francisco, so. Sacramento, why don't you just call yourself California Kings? Um, it's the capital Sweet. city of California. Uh, everyone would make fun of them for sure for like a couple months. But then after that, they'd be like, California Kings is pretty like.
1: I like that. I, I like it better it's, than Sacramento Kings. It's got
2: me?
0: some flow, right? I mean, yeah. it sounds like a red hot chili pepper song. To it does. <laughs> it about. does. Yeah, it <laughs> as does. As soon
2: as I said that, I was like, oh, man, yeah. Anthony Kiedis would be like, hey, you! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know yeah. why he just he just pops in and says, yo, um, and then he names a bunch no, he, of American when cities. He, just, he comes to the games and like shoots the, the T-shirts. He's like, give it away. Give it away. Give it. A-. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would <laughs> I actually would love to see that.
2: <laughs> We're in full cheesy joke territory like he'd be there. Ric Flair. Woo. Um, I think I think it's about time we hit up some quickish questions. Uh, what do you say, guys? Sure, yeah. All right, Maddie, Give me that beautiful quickish questions. Stay. Got him already. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry, dude. There we go. Uh, you know what? That's on me. Don't ask Matt to prepare a rebrand question. And then as soon as he's done, spring on a cue,
1: uh, spring
2: a cue on him. You know, I was on the wrong
1: soundboard. That's that's on me. But uh, don't worry. You know, a little delay. Fans hold their breath like they're driving by a cemetery, and then we hit it. Yep.
2: Yeah, you better believe it. Um, <laughs> Shout out Earl's Court Cemetery. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Rogers I've never, Road, I've the never
2: heard anybody shout out a c- uh, cemetery.
0: before. <laughs> like the reggae horn in the back <laughs> as you drive
1: around.
2: That's
0: a good thing <laughs> to shout
2: <laughs> out. Um, to like sorry that. for anyone I've offended. You know, I actually... Yeah, <laughs> uh, R.I.P. No,
3: I'm sure it's a nice uh, cemetery.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top of the pops. Um, oh, boy okay let's uh let's do some quickish questions right. uh, hopefully none about the earl's court cemetery mm-hmm. um yeah uh let's go uh let's go derek and matt you guys ready yeah oh. okay uh let's do this uh oh wait i didn't get my spiel sorry okay my, my my mini spiel i'm gonna rush through these questions you gotta answer as quick as you can uh i don't want to waste any more time because i forgot to do my spiel but people know it <laughs> Okay. Uh, Derek, Yep. um, our player acquisition strategy is clearly headed in the direction of getting players who vaguely look like musicians. Fred, Drake,
0: Gary, The Weeknd. Who else is out there uh, that we should target? Um, There's this, I can't remember his name. There's this one dude on the Atlanta Hawks that kind of has like the old Bieber haircut and he's a three-point shooter. I can't remember. Oh, his name, Kevin Herter? Yes, yes. I would, I would get him. I would totally get <laughs> Kevin Herder.
2: Yeah. And Bieber's the perfect. guess that's perfect. Yeah. Um, Ian, if you could equip Aaron Baines with a piece of illegal equipment, <laughs> i.e., brass knuckles, to bring slash wear on the court to improve his game, what would it be? Well,
3: I would probably give him some, like, uh, I want to give him some sponges, you know. I think he just needs, needs some sponges, just just in general, on his body. And, <laughs> sure. Um, or maybe if he could get some caution tape and just wrap the caution tape around him and then stick him <laughs> kind of in the corner. Of, and, and then people know he's there and you just kind of just leave him alone, you know
2: sure sure i thought you were gonna say flubber um no worries (laughs) um matt yeah uh which former nba player Mm. would you hire to personally coach siakam what specialty would you want siakam to gain from that player
1: wow boy okay um I think uh, okay, like uh, maybe I, I might need a little help finding this person, but I need someone that you know has some confident flash to them. I want to say like Alan Iverson for some reason, because I feel like also you that know it's a
2: wild take.
1: He'll um, help bl- him deal. <laughs> <laughs> He'll help him deal with like all the you know fan pressure and stuff. People, you know, it's like people. Still say practice to me all the time. Practice, practice. So, like, I think, I don't know, Alan Alv- Iverson might be the one. Hey, to, man, quick as at, at the very least, help with this spin shot, you know? Yeah, you yeah, answered yeah. with the answer. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Yeah, Pascal's um, the question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pascal's the question. Uh, AI's the answer. Um, okay, Derek, uh, this is a bit, a bit of a rating one. Okay. Um, we don't have these guys under contract for next season. Uh, Lowry, Johnson, Trent Jr., Gillespie, uh, Watanabe, Birch. Rate each of these from don't call us, we'll call you, to we'll send a chopper to watch your every move. So maybe just pick one guy that is being followed by a chopper and then pick another guy who the team's going to be like, see ya.
0: Um, fo- keep a chopper to follow Kyle because even if it doesn't work out, you could just always sign and trade him and still get something for him. Yep. Um, and saying that, yeah, and uh and uh, unfortunately it's uh it's a we'll, don't call us, we'll call you Freddie G. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah, Freddy G's like, "Um, you guys going somewhere for lunch?" And they're like, "I mean, that might nah. happen in a week and a half from now." So, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they got to keep way. they got to keep multiple Freddy's Um, uh, Okay, uh, Ian. Yep. Who is the tallest Raptor? Currently? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, is it Baines? I think it is. Um, is he 7 feet?
1: That feels right.
2: I think he's 6'10". Um, yeah, he's 6'10". Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, I'll, I'll do one, one little all play uh, for the last one. But um, what, Matt, what trait in Raptors fandom, is the most frustrating for you?
1: <sighs> um, well, I mean, I'm used to this with different sports as well, but I, th- I think it's the, you know, the panicked shitting on the team. Panicked shitting.
2: Agreed. Okay, so
1: panicked shitting, you know, yeah. just like take yeah. it easy. Yeah, you don't gotta you
2: don't gotta freak out on the team. Um, I fully agree. So this last question is actually one I did in the segment uh, from from George Brooks, who uh, who does the show as well. Uh, and but I think you know let's take another little fun pass at it and let's. Let's make it a Toronto record uh, that w- of any kind. So the question was, um, what record uh, will uh, GTJ break next? But you know it's obviously on everyone's mind. So what's a Toronto record that you made up or whatever uh, that uh, that Gary's going to break next? Um, Derek, you first.
0: Uh, I'm counting on Gary this season to be the leader in the most fake comeback wins for the Raptors. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mike James is
2: watching with bated breath. Yeah. Um that's a good one. Uh Ian, what's um yeah, what's what what's the record that GTJ is gonna break? Hmm. I think he'll probably like it's enough to be sports related? No.
3: Okay. I think he's going to eat uh, the most uh Euro <laughs> on a bun from Square Boy. <laughs>
0: Okay, Square yeah, boy. See,
3: somebody's gonna introduce oh him to Square Boy and he's gonna go every day.
0: He's not gonna or, get
3: the Osmos deal, you, uh, you gotta go to the boy if, if you can.
2: Uh, um, I love Osmos though. That's I love the police
0: for Osmos right now. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah.
2: The, the police, you know, they like they, they got to keep their eye on Osmos, uh, <laughs> because we know Osmos is looking for another raptor.
1: Uh, Matt, what's yes. up? Yes. What's what's his record? He's gonna break. Gary Trent Jr. is going to be the first NBA player, and I'm gonna say the first human ever to do the skywalk without a cord. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and he's doing a lean too. He's gonna lean. You know
2: what? That even the thought of that <laughs> scares me. Uh, I'm actually like I'm one of those people that when you describe heights, or if you show those oh. like videos of like teenagers like. Climbing things in Russia, I just start to sweat.
1: Um, <laughs> I know I hate that stuff.
0: Don't too. do it. Anything for the gram.
2: Anything for the gram, um, buddies. We've we've arrived at the end of the pod. Thank you both so much. Uh, yeah, this this was awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. Man. No problem. Uh, it awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So fun. God damn it. Uh, yeah, D- Derek. I'll, uh, I'll go to you first. Like, um, you know, what do you want people to know? What do you want them to check out?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I would say right now, I guess the biggest thing would be to, um, stay informed, stay safe, stay healthy. We're living in a crazy time and, yep. uh, you know, it's especially crazy right now. And, uh, I would say the, the best thing you can do is inform yourself with, uh, you know, the, the best information that you can uh, with, you know, trusted sources and people that you love and trust, uh, to get you the right information and are looking out for you and to stay safe and stay healthy. And I hope, uh, you know, everyone has the best of luck moving forward because we're all going to need it for sure.
2: Yeah. well said my uh my my brother miguel has said to me before uh you know it feels like we're living uh through an era uh, like a, a new era of propaganda um and it, yeah it, it's a tough place to so make sure your sources are are good and um yeah make sure the people around you are also checking out good stuff uh it's very important um ian what's up Where where can people check you out what do you want them to know I agree. I think, yeah, man, Instagram for sure
3: is where I'm going to do anything. But, uh, I agree with Derek's message and I also want to say, um, call somebody that you love. That's yeah, thing to do. And, uh, even if they've called them recently, doesn't matter. Or if you haven't talked to them in a long time, doesn't matter. Call them up because it's, uh, it's important to hear from people like that. And, uh, Have some laughs and like that stuff goes a long way. So, and we look for the, I think we're on the uh, end of this, and I'm hoping for everybody to stay safe and uh, we'll get through it. And it'll be awesome when we do.
2: Damn right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Call someone. Uh, People have called me out of the blue during this time. uh, And it's been, yeah, it's just meant so, so much. So,
1: you know what? Even, you know, put down your phone when you're ordering food, and uh, or pick it up again and call one of these places. And talk to them. You Wait, call mean? the food place? Well, yeah, oh, like call make a, Uber <laughs> driver call. No, don't use Uber. Is what I'm saying. I like call, <laughs> call your the Uber restaurant. Yeah, how are you guys doing? I'm gonna get the uh, for pickup. I'm gonna give you guys some more money. You know, uh, that's what I'd like to advocate as well. You know, try not to fall back on the Uber and the DoorDash and whatnot.
2: Damn right. Yeah, stay local. Be generous. Uh, Matt, you know, you were trying to be genuine and I was ripping on you. (laughs) Uh, you you How dare (laughs) I? Okay. You never know with me. You never know. (laughs) Allow people to be genuine. (laughs) Okay. Um, guys this was so much fun uh and and let me just shout out everyone who's been um you know following this podcast and uh supporting we've been growing a lot recently and it's super appreciated thank you so much uh and yeah maddie if you feel like we're good to go please sir just give me those sweet words okay okay
1: this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network
0: sonar